This is module 12 of MANA. Uh, tonight is module 12.4, Declaring the Truth. Our key, our key scripture tonight is uh, Job 22 and verse 28. Job 22 and verse 28. Better grab one that works. Let's all read it together, shall we? One, two, here we go. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. Job 22, 28. You will also declare a thing, and light will shine on your... Uh, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. And so here is a, a great key, that there comes a time when you and I have the authority as... as sons and daughters of God, to make declarations that God says will be established. And so we need to look at this and, and find out uh, how it works because it's one of those missiles that we can launch uh, the name and, and the power of the blood and, and the word of God and from our mouths. And so uh, the Amplified Bible says this, you shall also decide and decree a thing. So you know, part of coming to a point of declaration is deciding that this is the truth of the matter. So you, you've read something in the Bible, you're facing a particular situation, and you want to bring heaven to earth, you want to let the kingdom of God come, and so you decide that what God has said is true, is actually true. And so you begin to declare that, you begin to decree it, you begin to speak it into being. Uh, and uh, so that is there. So you shall also decide and decree a thing, promise or word, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favour shall shine upon your ways. So, you know, we, when we start to declare the purpose of God, we start to agree with God and say the same thing as he's saying, then we find that God's illumination, God lights up our path. God, instead of uh, walking into darkness, not sure where we're heading or what's going on, we suddenly begin to can, can see what's happening and God leads us on. There is great power in declaring what God has already spoken, whether it be by prayer or praise, prophecy or confession, bold declaration of the will of God as revealed by the word of God is an incredibly powerful weapon in the mouth of the child of God. And there comes a time we need to boldly decree the will of God. When the demons oppose our walk with God, we need to speak the truth of the matter in Jesus' name. We need to declare what God has already declared. We need to speak a rhema word, that is, a scripture appropriate to the particular occasion. It is written. Do you remember Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness and the devil confronted him? He said, it is written. And he, and he quoted an appropriate scripture. And that's called a rima word or a living word that is appropriate to the particular thing that you're facing. And uh, so that's the way that, that Jesus defeated the devil. It says, after that, the devil left him. Truth exposes that deception and causes... Oh, the domain of darkness rules by deception. Truth exposes that deception and causes light to shine on our pathway to dispel deceptive darkness. The word of God is the truth of the matter. In John 17, verse 17, it says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Mm. And so 
the, the domain of darkness rules by deception. Um, you remember we talked about he goes around like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, he goes around like one. And he, 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 he mouths off and roars and carries on and, 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 and whispers lies to us. And, and we see things and, and all of us have been caught and, and, and later on we think, well, why did I think like that, you know? And, uh, but it's the truth uh, God's truth, the word of God that exposes and, and deals with that deception in our lives. And so it, it's, it becomes a very important. It is obviously very important then to know exactly what God has said. Colossians 3.16, let's read it together. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So it says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Um, one of the great uh, blessings was in the 1970s, 1980s, uh, in the, when the charismatic renewal was sweeping our country, um, there was a couple called Dave and Dale Garrett who wrote scripture and song. And so they uh, put a lot of the, the, the Bible verses to music and, and the words were there and they just put them to music and they were sung right around the world. And the people said, we learnt oodles of, of Bible verses. We learnt oodles of scripture. And it was a great thing. And, and so we sing and, 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 uh, and we remember the word of God in this way. And we need to let the word of God dwell in us. Um, David the psalmist said, I've hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so the word of God goes into us and uh, it helps us to know the truth of the matters that we're facing. The more we know of the Bible, the better equipped we are to be effective in combating the lies of the enemy. It is a, it is a great thing to learn the Bible verses and to be able to speak with them. Romans 10.8, the word is near you, in your mouth and heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. We're going to ask ourselves, is the word of God near us? Yes, it's there, you know. And if we don't uh, know the verses, of we, we, we need to be able to know where to find them. And so that we can declare, we can read them, we can declare them and uh, defeat the enemy. They overcame him by the word of their confession, yes, and uh, by the blood of the Lamb. It is what you believe to be true, and then having the faith to declare that truth is what creates life and defeats the enemy. It is too easy to give way to the deception and lies of our own thinking or of things whispered into our heads by demons. Proverbs 6.2 says you've been trapped by what you said and ensnared by the words of your mouth. And so often we, we talk negatively. We hear ourselves talking negatively. And we hear ourselves talking nonsense half the time of what's not true. And, and we need to be able to replace that with the truth uh, that's contained in God's word to, to, to establish what is the reality? Um, and so we, we, we decree these things. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're reading the Bible and, you, and you're reading away and, and, all, and, and, and then you come across something and it really speaks to you, it really sort of stands out. And you come across a verse that, that's, wow. And you stop and you think, wow, but that's, that's great. And we need to take note of those times because... You, Often it's the Holy Spirit making you aware of a certain truth that you're going to need 
in the next day or two that he's already giving you the answer to what's coming up and so you need to take hold of that word and note it sometimes I mark it in the Bible just underline it in my Bible and, and then another time I'll, I'll, I'll take note of where it is so I can find it again because you know they, these verses appear and then they disappear you notice that you can't jolly find the things again. And so um, you, you can go into, actually go into Google and push in the, any word and it'll come up, the verse, the Bible verse will come up. And uh, so that's quite handy. Um, and all the different versions as well. So, so but, but um, I encourage you if, you, if you're reading something and a verse becomes real, it becomes alive to you, then uh, just note it. And, you know, if you got, learn it off by heart, if it's not too complicated, learn it off, because you're going to need it. You may need it next week, you may need it next month, but you just need to note it because it's the Holy Spirit making you aware of something that's coming up, and uh, so it becomes important. So the next page says, Jesus is the high priest of our confession. So if you've been sitting uh, under my ministry for a while, you know that these things are basic to, to what I believe causes us to be strong. Uh, Hebrews 4 and verse 14 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. So Jesus is the great, as the high priest of what we profess. A, high, a priest takes the confessions of people to God, he stands between God and people, yes? It's like I was talking on Sunday, he's the mediator between God and man. He is the middleman, And he speaks what we confess. So if you're, if you're talking nonsense, if you're talking what's not true, then he, Jesus can't do anything with that. It doesn't stand before the throne of God. It just, it's, it's nonsense. It just, well, it's just not true. So what, what can God do with it? Uh, but when we start to declare the purpose of God, uh, the Greek word here translated profess is homologia, which is made up of two words, homo meaning the same, logia meaning the word. So the word has the meaning of saying the same thing or to agree. When our declaration agrees with what God has already spoken, Jesus' priest takes that declaration and presents it to the Father for action. Only truth will stand before the throne of God. When truth is declared, all of heaven is at our disposal to bring that decree into reality. This is when heaven is brought to earth. So we need to, we, we, we need to be able to say the same thing and, and that, those confessions come up before God and Jesus is the high priest and he takes those words, passes them on to the Father and the Father actions it. Either sends angels to help, either sends uh, the Holy Spirit to, to, to fulfil the word which is being spoken about. And it's a spiritual entity. You know, you can't explain answers to prayer, but it just keeps happening. So we need to be uh, available to that and, and, and be, be strong in that and, and keep our confession faith-filled. Um, spiritual authority comes from knowing and speaking the word of God. Jeremiah 1 and verse 12 says, I watch over my word to perform it. So this is God saying, right at the beginning of Jeremiah, who was a prophet, 
Right when he was a young fella, God tells him, he said, I'm watching over my word to bring it to pass. I will bring it to pass. I'm watching it. When I see my word being confessed and brought into being, I move to fulfill or to perform that word. And so it's his word. And so he doesn't say, I'm going to fulfill your word. He says, I'm going to confirm, I'm watching over my word. So when what I'm saying agrees with what he's saying, then he's watching over that and he has an obligation to move on your behalf. Let's look at Isaiah 55 and uh, verse 8. Let's read it together. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts so just, you know, we need to understand that God's ways are higher than ours. So we need to switch into God's ways. We need to lift our thinking. We need to lift our confession. If you're going to speak something, you might as well speak what God is saying and agree with him. Because his, way, his ways are different from ours. And sometimes our soul area gets into, a, into a, an area and we, we start, because we, we're going through stuff. And, and hey, it's, it's okay. Uh, but as, as, as we develop in our Christian walk, we need to then begin to replace what we're thinking, our thoughts, with his thoughts. And uh, so that becomes important uh, in our well-being. So let's carry on. Verse 10. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it, without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. So he's saying, you know, you understand, the rain comes down, the snow comes down, and it waters the earth and it brings forth life, yes? It brings forth, brings forth buds and it brings forth seed for the sower, bread for the hungry. Uh, we understand the principle of sowing and reaping and so on. And it's, it's, and it's just like that. So is my word, which goes out. It's like rain. It's like an abundance of rain. And it goes out. And so is my word that goes where? Out of my mouth. mouth. You see, it's not enough to have it written in here. It's good that it's written in here because that's where, but it's, but it's when it gets into your mouth and you're saying the same thing as written in here is that God says then, what does he say? It will not return to be empty. If you speak the word of truth, it won't just remain empty, uh, but it will accomplish what I desire. You know, so it's, it's, it's fulfilling, getting God what he wants. You've heard me say some of you, Faith is not getting us what we want. Faith is getting God what he wants. But when my want and God's want are in agreement, that's that word profess or confess, homologia, the Greek word, then, hallelujah, God says, I will accomplish it. That, that confession, that word that goes out of my mouth, it's not going to come back empty. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And so this is a source of great faith for us. Yeah? 
It's a source of great faith that we can cooperate with God, and this is how we bring heaven to earth. This is Jesus said, pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth, just like it is in heaven. In other words, bring heaven's best down to earth. And it's got a whole lot to do with our de declaration, our decree. And you, and you can stand and decree it. I mean, you know, when the king makes a decree, hallelujah, it is established in his, uh, in his, in his country and under his authority. And you are kings and priests in this world. That's our role. And so we have a, the opportunity to declare and to decree and bring blessing into people's lives. So, so you know, we need to, we need to believe that. Um, but yeah, on Sunday, you may have heard me say about, if you were there, you heard me say, say about that there was a, Somebody there that had a skin condition that was breaking out and, and that um, God was going to do something. You see, so I make this declaration. That's what I felt in my spirit a couple of days before that. And I was praying that this was, I needed to clear it. Now I can sit on it and I don't have to say, well, you know. But no. In the midst, when I came to that verse about uh, your flesh being renewed, I uh, then had the faith to declare it. Well, there was a lady sitting there, and in the morning she wakes up and she says to the Lord, this thing that's breaking out of my face and down on my neck and skin, Lord, please help me with it. Help me with it today. She comes to church, and there's the word of the Lord. You know, it was a word of knowledge. And so it comes, and we just, and she has faith, and we pray, and God wonderfully touched her. And we're believing God for that healing to come to pass, yes. But unless I decreed it, then faith doesn't arise. Do you understand? You know, it's the word that goes out of our mouth that brings life. Yes, and so we need to we need to believe that. Um, young uh, young Nathan, who's been coming here, they're they're, they're crook tonight. But um, young Nathan, at the end of it, he comes up and he says, "I'm ready. I'm ready to give my life to the Lord." You know, he's been sitting here for a couple of few weeks now. And he doesn't know anything about Christianity, but he's coming along and, and there on Sunday he gives his heart to the Lord. And he just prayed a beautiful prayer of just saying, I'm ready, Lord. I need you. And so there's, the, again, there's the declaration of the preaching of the word that allows faith to arise in people's hearts. Um, speaking, of the word, speaking of the word of God brings victory. It is not sufficient to know what the Bible says. It is essential that we speak the word of God ourselves. Uh, in prayer to the Father, when you're praying, pray what God has said. Remind the Lord of what he said. And um, a prayer that is charged with the word of God is powerful praying. God's word spoken before God's throne in the name of Jesus is an effectual prayer. It is praying in the will of God. So when I'm praying, I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I say, Lord, you, you've said in your word that, hallelujah, you know, uh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved and your household. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, I'm bringing my household to you because you said, and I'm, to, I'm telling and reminding him of what he has already spoken, yes, mm -hmm. and praying uh, for my household, yeah. And, and trusting God for, for the fulfillment of those things. Or 
we need to speak the word of God in response to the forces of evil. When the devils oppose our walk with God and block heaven from invading a situation, it is of little use telling these spirits what we think. We need to declare what God has already decreed. Remember Jesus said when he was in the wilderness, it is written, Matthew, and I've given the scriptures in Matthew chapter 4. And so, so again, we need to, we need to have, know what the, what the Bible has said. That's why I commend you for coming to these teaching sessions. Um, because you are the ones that are going to be strong. When you, you will grow and grow and become stronger and stronger as time goes on. And you will get an input of the word of God and you'll remember enough of it to, um, <coughs> to be able to win these sorts of um, confrontations. And so we, so we need to know that. Um, when I was uh, pastoring a church in Blenheim years back, we, um, we, we, we started off very small. It was just my family and three others. But then it started to grow. And uh, so much so that we decided that we would need to get our own building. It's always a challenge for churches. And we were just meeting in halls and we outgrew the halls and then we were running about, I suppose, about 100, about the same size as what Excite is now. And uh, God began to speak to me about how you need to provide for these people long term. Don't just, um, you know, it's okay just to, but to fulfill the vision, you're going to need your own block of land. and, And then he began to talk to me about starting a school and a day school, and then um, all sorts of things, and so on. So eventually we, we brought eight acres of land in, in the town, and that was a miracle in itself, how God opened that way for us. It was an absolute miracle, that was God's provision, but he did it. And so we brought the land, and then, uh, then we were facing the building. And God gave me the scripture from First Chronicles chapter 28, and it was like, it was one of those remer, I'm just reading the Bible and here this verse leapt out at me. And it says this, I don't, we're going to go ahead with this, are we going to go ahead with this? We're going to need faith. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. In other words, get cracking again and do the jolly thing, do the work. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. What a great promise. When you're just starting out and you think, is God with us? Or is this just a, a crazy idea, you know? And, and, says, and then he goes on. The divisions of the priests and Levites are ready for all the work on the temple of God. And every willing man skilled in any craft will help you in all the work. The officials and all the people will obey your every command. King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because this structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. And that became the word I believed. That was a real word. That's that's got me through uh, three years of building uh, against impossible odds. To build the auditorium, seated 500, then it overflowed for another 200. Then we built uh, classrooms for, for the school, and uh, we, we, we just—it was just—it was amazing what God did. But I—I I, I got the, these these verses. 
I got a big piece of cardboard and I wrote them. In fact, I got someone else to write them because they could do it neater than me. I got them to write them and I put it on my wall, on my office wall. Every time I walked into my office, this, these verses hit me in the face and I knew them off by heart so I would quote them and i say, thank you, Lord. This is not for me, this is for you. We're doing this for you. You said you would never fail me until all the work of the Lord is finished. Well, you've got to know that there were times when it all looked like it was turning to custard. But I said, no, Lord, look at that. This is what you said. I began to decree it. And when we got the land, we got this lovely eight acres, yeah, and in town, and it was the only block of land of that size left in town. I said to the town planner, because we couldn't get it, I said, show me, show me where I can build my school and my church. He said, you can't, there's nowhere. I said, have you got an aerial photograph or a map? Yes, he says, well, he pulled it out on a desk like this. And I looked at it, I said, what's that? He said, oh, he said, no, he said, that belongs to the, um, to the agricultural people. And uh, they're just going to subdivide that for sections. I said, how much land is there? He said, there's 10 acres. I said, I want it. He said, you could never afford it. I said, I don't, don't tell me that. He didn't, I didn't have a dollar. <laughs> I said, I want it. He said, who owns it? He told me who owns it. Uh, right, Stevenson's owned it. I said, he said, it's interesting. He said, you look at that. Because he said, I think they might be caught in a, in a rock in a hard place. He says, this last week, we as a council have opened up another... 25 acres of sections. And he says, I don't think they're going to be able to sell theirs that easy. They might be interested. Mm. I said, thank you very much. So I rang the guy and said, yeah. So we got the land. And he said the same. He said, you couldn't afford it. I didn't even answer him. I said, well, if it's us, it'll, it'll, it'll all happen, you know. So there it was. Now, I used to walk around the perimeters of that eight acres and I used to imagine the building going up. And I used to say, and I used to quote the scriptures and say, Lord, hallelujah. And I declared it over that piece of land. Say, Lord, be strong and courageous, Ian, and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work, hallelujah, for, uh, for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And so I would walk around the perimeter and just declare and just speak over this land and say, well, let it happen. By the power of your spirit, let it happen. And I'd say, I'd quote it, and I'd just decree it. And then uh, we started to build. And uh, we just started to build, and we just started with the school. And we put down, measured it all out, and we decided to build it ourselves. So we put five of our guys on full-time to, to build it. And we had a good, good workmen, good, skilled guys. And so off they went. And one that time, then the, the concrete slab went in. It was huge. It was huge. And I'm standing there looking, and the concrete trucks are coming down the road. And there's a fleet of them. And every concrete truck was costing me 500 bucks. Oh, what? <laughs> and they keep them coming. That was in those days. <laughs> and they keep them coming. And, and they're filling up all this. And I thought, Lord, thank you. And then so the foundations were in. And around I would walk, around the foundations. Lord, you would. 
I call into being in the name of Jesus. I just decreed, I just declared. Hallelujah. I just spoke it into being. I said, Lord, this is for you. This is you. And, and, and then we got, and then we needed money. And he said, wait a minute, all the people are at your command. He says, they're all willing to do, like every craftsman is willing to work. And they did. They turned up. They worked. And they did it. And, and all sorts of, and then we needed money. And, and God said, just, and every different things we did, every time he blessed it. And the money just kept turning and yeah, and I would just keep decreeing it. I would just keep declaring it. Walking around the building, up went the walls. Hallelujah, Lord, yes. And then, and so on, just kept at it, just kept at it, saying, Lord, you said, you said, you said, you said. And every time we had an obstacle, I'd be out there, saying, Lord, you said, or I'd be on my face, and, and, and on the concrete slab, saying, Lord, in the middle of the night, Lord, you said that you would not fail us until this work was completed. The bank said we couldn't do it. He said, the bank manager said, the whole town is trying to build a civic theatre smaller than your church, and they've been trying for 20 years, and they can't do it. What makes you think that your church, at that stage we're running about 150 to 200 people, can build something this size? We won't back you. And then he said privately, but just invite me to the opening, will you? <laughs> he says, I know you're going to do it. He says, God's with you. And so that was how it was. But it was a matter of declaring. It was a matter of decreeing. It was a matter of speaking, yes, until that thing was finished. Every jot of it was done. And it was a great blessing. So, so we need to do that. We need to believe God for that. Speak over your children. Speak over your family. Speak over the conditions. Speak over whatever God has put in your heart. Begin to decree it. Begin to declare it. See, God is a creative God. He can bring something out of nothing. Mm, but he needs the word of God. Do you remember the, the beginning of creation? The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And it was dark and had no shape. Until, until he spoke, he said, let there be. And then the Holy Spirit sprung into action and began to create. Yes? And that's how the spiritual dimension of life works. That's how we bring heaven to earth. And so often he is waiting for you as his son or daughter to rise up and to speak boldly and to declare what he, his purpose is. For that situation. And it takes some courage to do that. Takes some courage to do that. But um, that's who we are. Prophecy is, 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 is uh, uh, one of these ways of declaration. Um, and Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. He's encouraging this young minister. Just a young guy in his 20s. And he says, Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them you might fight the good fight, fight, fight the good fight, holding on to faith and a good conscience. In other words, God has said something about your life. God has spoken over your life. You know, when we when people are baptized, often they'll receive a prophetic word that goes with that, which is about their life that's going to continue on. And so when you get something like that, hang on to it. I try, I write 
these things down. And then I, I begin to believe them, I begin to pray them, I begin to speak them into being. Hallelujah. And he says, Paul says, Timothy, those prophecies that were given over your life a few years back, following them, you might fight the good fight, holding on to faith. In other words, begin to declare them. The word of faith is near us. It's in our heart and it's in our mouth. We believe it and we speak it. Hallelujah. Believe and speak. So that's how these things work. Here we are encouraged to bring what has been prophesied over our lives or over a situation and declare it before the throne of God or in the face of a situation. Again, here we are saying what the Holy Spirit has already spoken, so we need to have faith to decree it and call this revealed will of God into reality. And this way, we again bring heaven to earth. And so, you know, there's certain prophecies being spoken over this far north area that God wants to pour out His Spirit. So it is, it is wise to begin to declare those things, hallelujah, and to call them into being and say, let it happen. Ezekiel 37. Uh, let's go there. What's Ezekiel 37? Can anyone remember what it is? The Valley of Dry Bones. So this is how this works. It says uh, here, the hand of the Lord was upon me, he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. In other words, this was where the last army was defeated. You imagine those, you imagine those big battles they used to have. We only see them on our, in the movies and the TV. Thousands of men charging into each other. You know, and they're often in a valley, and thousands of them are slaughtered. And so this valley was full of bones, probably where a battle had been, and uh, they'd been picked over uh, by people, the, 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 the um, important things, robbed and stolen in the, the birds of the air and so on. And so there's just the bones left. He's led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, see, a prophecy is just saying what God says. So God told him what to prophesy. You know, I don't, you don't prophesy just out of the air, just what you think would be a good idea, but the Spirit of God puts these things in our hearts. And so God says, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? If God says this is what is the, the truth of the matter, well, then we can say the same thing. And prophecy is just one step of, it's, it's more of a declaration of what God has already spoken to us about, yes? And so he, he does that. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. See, this is your spiritual life in action. Just do what God says can be done, yeah? And say the same thing as he's, he's already said. Uh, there was a noise. As I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. 
Come from the four winds I breath and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded. This is pretty simple, isn't it? This is, pretty, this is no great big complicated thing. If we read something in the Bible, we can say the same thing. Yeah? It's not, it's not for the very spiritual. It's not for the high and the mighty and, and the chosen and the frozen. This is just for just us. Ordinary people, yeah. Just do what I, I tell you to do. <laughs> okay, that's pretty simple. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. You see? So that, you know, this is how God works. He's waiting for us. He said, my word that is in my mouth. He said, I will, it doesn't, won't return empty, but it will fulfill that which I desire. And so this is how these things go. Once we know the truth, we can boldly move into the freedom of that truth. Examples of salvation. You see, here's, old, here's Nathan. He's been sitting, listen, he's been sitting to, through church for about three weeks. Then he's been sitting here, hearing about the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus. He, you know, and all... And he's asked his questions. What does that mean? What does this mean? Then he says, right. He hears me talk about restoration and take him through that, you know, on Sunday. And he says, right, I'm ready. I get it. You see? As we declare the truth, life comes forth. I mean, so, so um, but if we don't hear about salvation, we can't enter into it. The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, healing, being a giving person, forgiveness, sowing, reaping, building. You know, when these are truths that we walk into, and then we once we hear them and understand, see it, and, and, and yeah, then we can agree with it and enter into the blessing of those things. We must know God's opinion on these matters. We must know where we stand, then we can occupy that place. Launching the spiritual missiles of prayer, praise, confession and declaration, binding and loosing, preaching and prophecy will be largely ineffective if the warhead of the word of God is not attached. I mean, if you, again, you know, preaching, we touched on this last week, but preaching is very strong in a town. Um, every time we stand and declare the truth, we don't just declare it to the people that are sitting there, we are declaring it to principalities and powers. And as we continue to make those declarations strong and powerful, this is the truth. It sort of opens up a gap in the spiritual realm that the blessing of God can come down. It, it, it pushes back the, 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 the spiritual heaviness that is around towns and, and around people. So these things become important. If the believer does not know the scriptures or does know them but never uses them, the effect will be minimal. Unfortunately, many Christians know very little of the Bible and the people's favourite verses. You know, we have about four of them. It is no wonder that many are depressed and defeated, held under circumstances created by hell rather than heaven. So I'm encouraging you to read the Word of God, study the Word of God, memorise the Word of God. I know I'm preaching to the converted. Pray the Word of God and declare the Word of God. Hallelujah. And uh, I commend you, Martin, that you learn these scriptures. Um, you know, I've, I've prophesied over in your life that you're going, to, you're, you're going to be a pillar in the church. And the reason is because you're becoming strong in the Word of God. People are going to come to you 
because they realize that you know what God has said and you're going to be part of the answer and so it becomes important and I commend you for, for making the effort to do this week by week and you have done it ever since I've known you <laughs> which is a great thing it's a great thing okay so if you want to say anything <laughs> about um, Hansel and Gretel or something like that. Well, um, um, while you were talking, I was just thinking about scripture that time when I was making here. big decisions. Now I'm just going to go to um, Deuteronomy chapter one. You know how sometimes, stand here. Stand here, stand here. Oh, sometimes you get up. Uh, you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and, and you kind of, well, something's on your mind, and you, you're wanting to know what God thinks about it, or you want God's help in your life. And um, God is, I always knew if I woke up four o'clock, looked at the, it was four o'clock, not one minute to four, not two minutes past four, but four o'clock, I knew to pick up my Bible and read. It was amazing how many times it happened. Well, one day, I did, I had been working as a sales rep for about ten years, and I had given my life to the Lord, about a year and a half earlier, and I had gone through the ranks. I've become the sales manager, and I've become the marketing manager and the merchandise manager. And then my company offered me a position of becoming the general manager of a multi-million dollar company. I can't do this. It was such an out of the blue, such a big thing. And at four o'clock in the morning, before I, I was still thinking about it, I had to make up my mind, and this is what I read in chapter one. Fortunately, it was early on. Um, see the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord and the um, as it is what? Go and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your fathers told you. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Oh, I better think about taking possession of this, I thought. And then I went on a little bit further, and it says, Then I said to you, Do not be terrified, do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God, who is going before you, will fight for you as he did for those in Egypt. And I knew that if I was going to say yes to this job, that God would go before me, and he would prepare me for it. And I had to depend on that. So I thought about this, oh, well, I better take possession of what God has given to me. And he's, you know, he's, so I came into this place and I went back and I said, yes, I'd do it. Well, I was accountable to five directors. I didn't even speak the same language as them. I used to sit in directors' meetings when I was answerable and they'd ask me questions. And I just took pot luck that I was answering the right thing. But God gave me wisdom at those times. You know, he prepared me and he gave me wisdom for it. And for three years, it was pressured, man. I was so full on. And then after three years of this, I was reading my Bible again, four o'clock in the morning. Oh, I better get up and read my Bible. And I went to Daniel. Oh, where's Daniel? Not, it's round by Joel somewhere here. Um, Zechariah, Jonah, Ezekiel, Daniel, right in the middle here. And I was reading in Daniel, and I just started at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I read this. It said, um, they were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Now, I had been doing this for three years, and I knew that this company and the fashion industry was all about making money. It was, that was what it was about. And in my heart, I was feeling, I, I don't 
want to be money focused, I want to be God focused. I want to do more of the God things that make a difference in the world than the company things of money. You know, So there was this thing going on in my heart. But when I read this, after three years of training, and I, I thought, right, I had to go into the, so I handed in my resignation. I was only in that role of general manager for three years. And it was time when, if I hadn't have taken that step, because I was trained, I had 294 staff, I learnt to manage people, I learnt to encourage people, I learnt to get them to perform, because I couldn't do it all by myself. I needed people to work and do their thing, so I was full-on training people, and I learnt so much in those three years that when I let that go, I came into God's service. I was equipped. I was equipped. There was something that God had built into my life that I could now use to go forward. And there were times when it was just declaring God's word. I always knew, Lord, I know that you've gone before me. Lord, thank you that you will you know, prepare the way for me, that you are my rear guard. Because people like to stab you in the back when you start to go the tall poppy syndrome that we have in New Zealand. And a lot of things were said that could have been really hurtful. But I knew that God had my back. I just knew he always held my back. So there, you know, it's, it came into when God gives you the word, you see it fulfilled. His word comes and it stands forever. You know, and, it's, and I held on to it and I declared it and I believed it and you just keep moving forward. You know, God is a God of opportunities and he, he wants us to take them up and he's equipping us, he's doing something because our lives matter to him. We're here on earth to fulfil his purposes and we're all on that journey and it keeps going and going, eh? <laughs> so I think, you know, this is important uh, not just for you, because these things affect a lot of other people. If you will declare things, then God will move on behalf of situations that involve a whole lot of people. So that's why we need to get it together. And that's why, you know, we need to be able to be part of the answer. Um, and so God will speak to you. God will guide us and lead us. But grab hold of those things and begin just to be steadfast and begin to declare. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light will shine upon your pathway. What a great promise that is. So Father, we just thank you tonight. We just pray that we'll be able to enter into these things. Just help us, Lord, to understand and to be part of your uh, occupying army in this, on this earth. Uh, Lord, to bring in the governing rule of Jesus Christ wherever we are. Wherever we put our feet, you said, wherever you put your feet down, I'll give it to you. And Lord, it's like that to wherever we will declare, ever we, what we will decree. Lord, you move and, and, and you give it, Lord, for the blessing of people and for the extension of your kingdom. So, Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.